1: We're so excited for yeah. tonight's game. We slept here last night. That's right. We didn't go home. We just stayed here all night. Gee, Bush. Great to have
2: you back, my man. They dropped me on the roof. I mean, I parachuted down in here. We're ready <laughs> right. to go. That's you right. You doing okay? How's the neck? Well, you know, day by day. Like You're most, playing hurt, aren't you? You know, you know, I'm all right. You know, we're ready to go. I had to come back in here. You weren't going to miss game day. Nah, game day. We got to get this win, bro. Yeah. I'm playing around. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to talk
1: tons of Browns. Trust me. Um, Mike Polk is live from a, a, a bar downtown in Cleveland here. He's going to be live from the Noble Beast. I'm not sure there's going to be any crazy tailgating going on this early. You don't I, think I so? Would, no, no. Probably not. On my drive-in this morning, I didn't see anything. No. I mean, it looked like a typical I don't know. I, Thursday after a morning The drive. highway was backed up, though. It what? was. I couldn't figure out why. I don't why. know what was just past East 9th. Nice. I had to get off at East 9th. Nice. Right. Usually, I go all the way. Right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, maybe people are... You can't get into the Muni line until later, so. I don't know what was
3: going on, but I had a hard time getting in the spot. I
1: I just, as I came in, it looked like any other Thursday today. It didn't look like I saw a large crowds building. I mean, the game, we're still, you know, nine hours from kickoff.
2: True, but you you know how Browns
1: fans like to drink. Well, they love it. Yeah. (laughs) Hydrate, bull. Hydrate.
2: (laughs) 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 I mean, do they got PTO like this? Like, I mean, today is a random Thursday. I think... Every person that works in Northeast Ohio
0: should get a paid day off today.
1: Yeah, wish. unless you work in sports. Anytime there's a weekday game, I'm for that. I do know yeah. a lot of people that are going to the game. They're working.
0: Yeah. They're
1: going immediately from work to tailgating and yeah, in right. inside. So I imagine, I don't know. We'll find out when we go live to Mike Polk. He's at Noble Beach. He's going to be there all morning long. If you're a crazy Browns fan and you want to get on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Go to the Noble Beast. Yep. We have ten <laughs> T-shirts we're giving
4: away too. Mm-hmm.
1: We're giving them ten T-shirts. Ten T-shirts
4: at- going out from Mike Polk today. So, well,
1: that's the call to action. There get in your cars, get on your scooter, whatever you have, and head down to Noble Beast. It's on um, Lakeside, right across oh. from uh, from Channel Three, right yeah. across from our studios. That's right. So, it's on Lakeside. Great food. I eat there frequently. Great food. Get that lunch. And of course, go, great go, beer take too. Take that early yeah. lunch. Good burgers there. Early yeah, great lunch. burgers. Go Maurice Correttes going to be on the show. He's going to play no fence riding. Yeah, He's going to be here for that. And also, we're doing our pre-written headlines. As I said, I know it's game day. We're diving into the Browns. We'd be remiss, though, if we didn't talk about the Guardians because for my money, they clinched last night. For my money. They're now mathematically a 99.2% chance to make the playoffs. There's there's no busted
3: coverages in baseball. (laughs) There's no onside kicks in baseball. So I feel
1: really good about this. I feel really good about this. Um, if you watch the game, to me, my observation was from the very first inning when the White Sox were booting the ball all over the infield and the Guardians got two runs, which is their trademark. They score first, they put their foot on the opponent's throat, yep. and they choke him out. It looked like the White Sox wanted to already be in their vacation homes. They yeah, looked I told like they were you, done.
3: I told you right before we went on, when Mancata didn't cover third the other night, yeah. that looked to me like when Steph threw his mouthpiece in game six. Right. where I, When he threw his mouthpiece... I started telling people, Cavs are going to win this. This is over. The Warriors are unraveling. And when yeah. Makata couldn't even foul, cover third on a routine steal, right. I said the same, I'm like, they're done. They already took their will. Like, at least the Twins fought for the couple of days. Right. And then they are done. The
0: Guardians, the way they play just destroys the confidence in other teams. Because they play like it's game seven of the World every Series game. every single game. Every day? game. And how about, I love this, Will Brennan comes in there. another gets called up. Gets two hits in his first day. But even bigger than that to me, was it the second inning where he makes first inning. Sl- the, the, sliding, the catch. sliding catch down the right? It field was the line. first inning. You're right. Unbelievable. That was a great play. Yeah. I yeah. mean, a rookie in his first inning in the big leagues, because that's tough. Like the fence is right there. You don't know if you should run and grab it. He makes a sliding catch. It was beautiful. Set him
1: up for success at the play. And I he's
0: think. a good defensive player, too. So, like, now you are at least good, if not great, at every defensive spot except for first base. Jay- and even and even t- uh, Naylor has become
1: adequate at first base. Jay, this guy killed the minor leagues.
0: He's, he's a fantastic. hell of a hitter. hitter.
3: Had 160 some odd hits. It's unbelievable. Had 100 RBIs without between, a ton of home runs. 3A.
1: Yeah, between double A and, and triple A. And now they bring him up to play the last two weeks of the season. He could be a playoff factor. Right. And McKenzie, I, mean, I looked, think that's why he's here. He,
0: what a great swing. It was what great, a great. Beautiful swing. swing. Nice left-handed classic yes. swing. And uh, McKenzie was just brilliant yeah. yesterday. So the
1: last two times he's faced the White Sox, yeah. he's had, he had 13 Ks last night. He had yeah. 14 at a game a couple of weeks ago that I attended, his curveball last night Nasty. was untouchable when you combine it with his fastball that really has explosion through the zone. What a, yeah, I mean... It was great. This is unbelievable what we're watching here. It guys. is. You know,
3: go back to spring training. Who was it that was... Was it Lucas Giolito that was making fun of the Guardians and their payroll? There was two or three different players.
4: I think that, everybody
1: was. And, but,
3: and then when you hear what... Elvis Andrews said the other day about yeah. no one has taken this team seriously,
2: all, including in Cleveland, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Nobody's taken this people team seriously. People are now. Nobody's well, yeah, respected I, this I, team I, streets, until now. Like now, now when you talk about it on the streets, people's talking about it. Like the people that I see that's not even really no over-the-top baseball people. They tapping in now. They saying, "Oh, okay, let yeah. me." Let me now, I knew it was something when somebody said, "Hey, man, uh, I need to get me one of them sea hats." I said, "When do you start wearing sea hats?" When they, they won. When they start. start you know, what they, are they?
1: Seventeen and three in their last twenty. Yeah, they've just been killing. This they, they week, they, they season high fifteen, 15 games third.
0: over five hundred. They only have to go eight and five to win ninety games. To now.
1: clinch and to clinch on their own, the magic numbers down to seven. Well, yeah, seven and the six. The lead is six. Right. I, that's why, for me. It ended it's, last yeah, It's over. I yeah. can't yeah. imagine that they we, don't close this up. And Saturday. by
0: the way, one proof for me that it's starting to pick up is that when I do my podcast, you know, when I when I lead with when football's my main topic, the Browns are my main topic, I usually get a lot more people listening and viewing than when when the Guardians are. But yesterday I got, at, at least as of this morning, more than double what I normally get in wow. views when I when I focus on the Guardians. Now on
1: that note, McNuggets is in there going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Today's a big Browns uh, day, but uh, it was yeah, we, it was we, worth we, mentioning. We'll get back and to And another huge game. Stephen Kwan, too. Another huge game from him. Home just, run three. We got time fire. later to get back. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll Guardia, come back we'll, we'll get back to him later. So,
1: if, as we turn the page to the Browns Steelers, I, I said this yesterday. I had a couple of people that watched the show reach out to me and say, you know, tone down the rhetoric. It's week three. and I, And I get that. And I said, there are no... Must win games unless you're mathematically eliminated if you lose. Yeah. So, no, this isn't a must win game. And that's really not the point I was making. I I went on to clarify it yesterday, and I'll do it again today. This is as big a week three game as a team can have because they know that their starting quarterback, their number one guy, isn't coming back for another eight games after this. You fall to one and two in this easy portion of the schedule. And for me, it makes your climb to the playoffs. So much more difficult. Am yeah. I? Am I
2: overstating nah, you, this? You, you should have told him, "Hey, you need to have my 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 screen talking to my." Yes, it, it's there were okay. a couple of people. That hit it, me it's up with it's that. okay to have hyperbole. Everything is a case to case situation, and this is a different case for the Cleveland Browns. They are in a specific situation where they need to get their quarterback back. They're playing with a backup, and on top of that, during the middle of the season, we're already talking about getting rid of the, a defensive coordinator. Right. Now, now I don't know how much more of a must win you can really get without saying must win, but there's a lot of stuff on the table for this team that it looks a little bit dark if they don't get a win today yeah. and play the way we about thought How about you damn well better win. I, yeah.
0: Guys, I think this is a referendum on this team this game because you come off as a devastating a loss as you could possibly have, right? You yeah. cannot get a worse loss than that in the month of September. Cannot. It's impossible. Right. And it's a short week, and it's your rival team. You know and they're on a short week too it's not like the browns have a short week and the steelers don't both teams played sunday and they've got to travel i know it's not a far travel but still like they're not that good a team but we know they're well coached and we know they come to play even if they're not that talented a team compared to steelers teams in the past what were you saying this for later what was the spread that you said about tomlin when they're oh yeah they're... no that's no, fine so uh, i'll give a shout out to my man cleave ta on twitter who's like the so, analytics guru of cleveland the steelers under mike tomlin how about this since 2007 when they are an underdog in the division, in a divisional game, they are 27 and 1 against the spread, and of those 20 games that they've covered, they've actually won the game as an underdog outright 16 of 20 times.
1: That's 80%. Well, To that point, Ben Roethlisberger and T.J. Watt aren't walking through that tunnel. That's true. And and those are the safety nets. And I read yesterday that the Steelers, without T.J. Watt on the field, are 0-5.
0: Yes, and there's no reason for – again, I said it last week. I'll say it again, guys. No reason for the Browns to lose this game at home. It's an indictment on the leaders of this team and the coach if they do, especially if they come out and lay an egg.
1: I agree 100%. I've thought all
3: along they're going to be 2-2. I've said that. I think they're going to be 2-2 through these first four. So – I'm not going to be shocked if they lose. Well, I'd be surprised. Yeah, shocked or stunned? No. I've thought all along. I thought they would lose to Carolina and beat the Jets. And when they beat Carolina, that was the one that, to me, of, hey, you got to win this game. You've got to win this game. I didn't think they would. They did. Had a horrible loss last week. We said they should be 2-0. They're a 58-yard field goal away from being 0-2. This is who they are. And I fully expect tonight's going to come down, as you'll see in my headline, I think tonight's going to come down to the very end yeah and i that's who they are that's who they are And and Atlanta I I, Atlanta was ranked 32nd I think this week in ESPN's power rankings I thought they were better than that I'm not saying they're a playoff team Uh, by any means but Atlanta Atlanta, to me is not the worst team in the NFL this this easy portion of the schedule is
1: easier than what we have later on I don't think it's easy I know you you say that you thought they'd be two and two in my mind as I play out the season and what we do from week four schedule wise, I I just don't see a path if you're not three and one. And
2: I don't think they're a playoff team this year yeah, because no, I mean, of everything that. that's gone right. on. As as I was guys, I was at, as I was laying in the bed like Stephen Hawking yesterday. <laughs> I got a text message. I got a text message from somebody close in the organization, mm. and they said, and, and under no certain terms, uh, Andrew Bear was not happy with the defensive performance. Was, how could he be? He be? Was not. Uh, they, they, I would expect this game to be a lot more aggressive out of Joe Woods. I, I, I would You mean instead of rushing for every play and never playing. Especially with no cloudy. I it, mean, you got to pick it up somewhere it, it's, else. It's going. And I said specifically, I asked Andrew Berry said something. He usually he's not the type to come out and just say you know put people. He said no. Was not was disappointed in the game plan from Joe Woods in, in terms of what they did against a quarterback. They, they said the players in the locker room want to be much more aggressive. Now, I said, hey, well, if you're going to be aggressive, you got to know what the heck you're doing at the end of the day because that still right. falls on y'all too. Yeah. But um, I would expect that, that this is going to be a much well, more aggressive game to, plan. to that
1: point, here's what's most troubling about that to me, that Joe Woods or Kevin Stefanski or anybody involved in game planning for the Browns would need to hear the general manager say that after they played a statue quarterback and never – never put them under pressure. No. I don't
3: know that they would need to hear that. I think that that's probably understood. No one in the organization. Well, no, that's what I'm saying, that, that. That,
1: that, that it would even have to come to that point, right. Jason. Yeah. First of all, before you're going into the Jets game and you're looking like Belichick does every week, okay, w- what is this team and how do we attack them? What Joe Flacco is, is an immobile quarterback with a good arm. Mm-hmm. So what you can't let him do is stand back Get there in the pocket and pick his receivers. And that's exactly what they let him do. I thought we would come with exotic blitzes. I thought we'd come with safety blitzes, linebackers shooting gaps. I didn't see any of that.
2: Even when they were down, they never pulled it out. Together. No, they even went... it, when they needed two <laughs> touchdown <laughs> drives,
1: I thought, okay, now you They're ratchet dumb. up the pressure.
3: I never saw it. But... I'm relying on Tyvis was sensational yesterday. That oh my was God. when I, when we incorrect. were done, I said, I thought that was the best show that I have been part of here. I thought that was the best show because he was so good diagramming, explaining why it broke down. I rely on Tyvus. He says he's a thousand percent certain they're gonna have this cleaned up by tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take him at his word. He certainly knows this better than all of us. Uh, and one other thing I wanted to mention, did you guys see the video of Kevin Stefanski mic'd up during that game? I did not. That no, was great. I didn't, I didn't realize see it. do we we was probably NFL, can't play it, can NFL we? NFL films.
4: Edit? No, we can't play yeah. it, yeah.
3: So he was mic'd up and, and now the video's edited because the teams approve what goes out and what mm-hmm. doesn't.
1: Yeah, so the good stuff never gets out. So
3: but you saw him and and, and we had seen the reaction. On, on the deep touchdown, on the busted coverage, he jerked his, his headset off so that he didn't really say anything. He jerked his headset off. He was obviously angry, but the way that he was able, I thought it was impressive. I know you guys bang on him for being even keeled. Jacoby was devastated after it was over and immediately Kevin said, Hey, this was an awful loss. This is really bad. We got to go in there and basically said, you, you as the quarterback, me as the head coach. we got to have a United front on this. We're all going to share in it and we got to move on right now. We got to move on. And just the way that he handled the situation, as you said, you can't have a worse loss. Yeah. Even in the sideline of that moment, when most of us would be like ready to just murder everyone around you, I thought I really was impressed with the way that he handled himself on the well, sideline.
0: Well, I mean, that is good. Now let's see if it pays. Now let's see if pays off. on Stefanski. Yeah. Are
1: we looking at a coaching m- mismatch tonight? Because we know what Tomlin is. Guys never finished under 500. Yeah, he, he just wins big divisional games yeah. after losses. Is this a coaching mix? I mean, mismatch? Tomlin
3: gets the nod, certainly. Sure. If, you, if you want to go in the head to head, who, you know, who's the better coach right now? I everybody would say, Mike, but Tomlin. if you've
1: got a, yeah. But if you've got a slider and you it's, it's at 50, 50, if the coaching slant was even, even, and you can move that dial, how far away from 50, 50, are you moving it towards Tomlin? Uh, mm. 60. 60, I was gonna say 60 65. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think in my opinion, most coaches in the NFL are somewhere in the middle. They're all fine, right? You got a few who are great. You few who really suck. And then most of them are kind of fine. Yeah. You know, and it depends you have on the some talent difference you have.
1: makers. And I think, that yeah, Tomlin's Mike Tomlin, in obviously, career, he's
0: a difference. maker. A- absolutely. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. You know, he's got his flaws just like anybody else. I'm critical of Terry Francona sometimes. I think he's the best manager in baseball doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. Uh, so, but, but uh, I, I do think one thing Tyva said yesterday was he thinks this team all, players only defensive meeting is a way for them to basically get out their frustrations with each other and say, we can't have these communication errors anymore. They're killing us. Exactly. Hopefully we see the end of that because if that happens again this week. I prefer
2: prefer Mike Tomlin's communication style over Kevin Stefanski's, but that doesn't mean that a a person can't be more demonstrative than another person who's more quiet and get results. We we see it all the time. Um, I like the fact that Mike Tomlin will hold his players accountable in the media. He'll hold you accountable in the media and practice, and just the way he explains it to you in those certain ways is almost like saying, hey, you might want to get your stuff together. You'll be out of here. But, but I, in fairness, G,
0: like he couldn't do that his second, third year in Pittsburgh. He's more vocal now than he was early in his I mean, career. He's,
2: Mike Tomlin has been pretty vocal. I mean, he, but 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 he has, but now he could say more of what he, yes, you know, yes, the he has. The longer you're there, the more power you have. The more cash you have. When yeah. he got there, he had a bunch of stars already in the locker room. Right, right. And, and I give him credit for being able to manage navigate yeah, those guys. Sure. But my my thing is Stefanski wasn't garbage. He went garbage the first game or the second game. I liked what he did offensively. I thought he caught it was thought great it great, he thought great game plan. And I think that's the thing that's frustrating is left left in on the ta- on the carving table is that man they had some really good stuff. Safansky, so I thought called a great game Jacoby looked looked look, look, look comfortable we we found out we got a number one receiver that's going to catch the ball when he throwing to and Amari Cooper I thought they mixed and matched very well but it's just that the, you know when you get stuff that happens defensively it leaves a bad taste in your mouth so I think they can they can bounce back and I think they'll do that um they just need I just need to see a little more aggressive and, and giving them an opportunity to play a little more man coverage and get after the I know
3: right now people may not agree with this. I think Kevin can be one of those difference makers. Head coaches. He, I have more confidence in Kevin Stefanski. And this is not a high bar. I have more confidence in Kevin Stefanski than any coach of the last 10, 15 years with well, the Browns.
0: Well, yeah, I, I yeah, would that definitely is a pretty low well bar. I know it is. I mean, I agree, but I'm I just it. saying, you can't have any he of those
1: guys good... head coach in the league anywhere. I think
3: Mike no. Petton could be. I think he is so shell-shocked and PTSD'd
2: from his from time what happened here, here yeah. that he won't. I think yeah. he was. He could have been pretty good, I think. I think Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, he was Well, we were, well he was, not as a no head coach. Here. Yeah, he was.
1: The head coaches that have come through here, except for Bill Belichick, and Marty Schottenheimer never yeah.
3: went on to greatness anywhere else. No. I'm just saying you you have to show some sort of patience, I think, with Kevin okay. because I, I agree. I do Kevin think Kevin Stefanski is
0: a decent coach, but he's still got a lot to prove. And Oh, for sure. You know, for and, sure. and especially in his team, man- like his control of the team, team But management. I said
3: before the season started, this was going to be his most difficult season. And he his first year was the COVID year, where he had to install everything over Zoom. But everything that's going on with this team, all the Deshaun Watson yeah. stuff, this was going to be his most difficult year as coach, and we've already seen that play out through two yeah, games. We've got to
1: move it on. One thing before we bring in Maurice Claret, you should never lose a football game with this kind of talent on defense when you score 30. That's never. inexcusable. Totally agree. It better never. never happen again totally this year never. because if it does, we've got a big problem with Joe yeah. Woods. Yeah. And secondly, as much as we're looking at what's going on with this team and saying, "Oh my God, it's terrible," I poked around the Pittsburgh media yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we got a four-alarm blaze. They got a five-alarm blaze.
0: There's at least a four-alarm blaze for every team in this division right now. So it's yeah. not over if you win. Right. Take care of business tonight, and and then you you forget about the Jets game. You do. You forget all win. about the Jets yeah. game
1: if you're two and one. You're in a good All's spot. Okay. One thing I think yeah. they might argue. You, you both said. Uh, you know, you can't lose. It's harder to lose a game any worse than this. I think the Ravens might be arguing with that this week because 35-14, they and dominated loss the Browns loss too. dominated the Jets. Remember, that Browns-Jets game was close going into the fourth quarter. That was not settled. Right. Anything yeah. but settled. The Ravens, for three and a half quarters, were murdering the Dolphins. They were. And then lost. Yeah. All right, Maurice Corrett joining us now. We're going to do um, no fence riding. Maurice, hey, Maurice, great to see you, my man. You ready to play the game? <laughs>
5: Yeah, I, I, you know, I was, I was feeling bad after all the stuff I talked last week.
4: What do you mean? What, 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 are,
5: you, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, well, my Browns predictions—I I felt bad.
4: No, you called the best game for Brissett yet, and you were spot on with that's that true. one. Yeah, just, right. Yeah, you, yeah. you missed it. the final score in the winner. No, no,
5: no. i about my, my defense predictions. I thought the defense would have done better, like oh. everybody else.
1: Yeah, that, well, you're not alone in that case. We possibly. all thought they would have done better. They were horrible. <laughs> the- we all, we all thought they. Nobody thought they were going to blow that lead. And we're all hoping they do better tonight. Yeah, all right, yeah. so if, if you're new to the show and you haven't seen it, No Fence Rider means uh, Mikey throws out a topic and it's it's not uh, you know, I don't know about that, or you know, it could go either way. Yeah. We're definitively on one side of the fence, um, and
4: the graphics for this are great. You're gonna love them. So, Mike, what's the what's our first no <laughs> fence riding? So with Maurice, we're gonna show the question, we're gonna let Maurice answer, then we'll show you guys your answer. So good. the first question, Maurice, let's take it, Steve. Will the Browns force multiple turnovers tonight versus the Steelers? Maurice, you're at first.
5: I'm going to say yes. They're, they're looking to improve upon last week and show us that we are believers in them and they are who we think they are. So I'm going to say yes.
4: And I love that because this is one of the unanimous ones from the oh. panel. And everyone on the panel said, <laughs> drum roll, please. No. no. Yeah, we all have PTSD on this team. <laughs> well, I think not. they get one tonight, but I multiple. Do yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
5: I mean uh, I, 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 okay, I'm hoping I can prove all of you all wrong. Yeah. i all about it on Twitter. <laughs> the
1: with turnovers is there,
0: it, it, some of it's just kind of random.
1: It uh, is. But you, know, but, I mean, but you know what? You
5: also well, force you could, a lot of those. Yeah. You can get a sack and you can get an interception. And, and like, it's not hard. You know? Uh, well, you you can get a sack, strip fumble, ball. Yeah. You know? No, yes. but Maurice. Sack fumble, yes.
1: My fault, yes. Maurice, to G-Bush's yeah. point earlier that he got a text message from someone close to the organization that said Andrew Barry's not happy with the game plan from Joe Woods and obviously the element that's missing is any kind of aggression any kind of you know defensive blitz schemes or bringing more than four we haven't seen that and I think yeah. that's what forces turnovers right so we hey, have to see a yes. defensive shift in philosophy if suddenly we're going to start getting all these turnovers I hope
0: turnovers. we see it because they've been a passive so defense
5: you, you can only imagine uh, the hell that they probably went through this week and and uh, all of the expectations that people have for them and, and what took place last week so like just as a defender I'm just thinking these guys have to be saying to myself like it's it, obviously the game is the game tonight I, I'm going out here I'm going to cause a fumble during a sack or something's gonna happen I, one thing you'll find about find out about me I'm just like the, the eternal optimistic guy I just I just yeah. already, I, got, I got like this eternal optimism.
1: All right. All right. So I, I hope you're right. Man. I hope you're, you're
2: sunshine and rainbows. I philosophy. hear you, Gene. Remember, when Maurice, Maurice, when I see them dudes start backpedaling uh, before the ball is even starting there, and they got their back turned like they about to fail. I'm like, we ain't getting no picks. You can't get no picks running running back playing cover three. It's true. They'll the never jump route. Backing up at the goal line. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Yeah. I, I the know. great
4: equalizer in this game, though, and why I went with this is yeah. one of the questions, is Mitch Trubisky. He may just gift you two interceptions at some point. That's true. <laughs> he might. <laughs> all right, Mikey, what do you got next? Yeah, what's number two? Number two. Last week we went with, well, Amari Cooper, Schwartz, and Njoku combined for 100 huh. yards. They got 101 total, all courtesy of Amari Cooper. So we're taking him out of the equation. Will DPJ, Schwartz, and Njoku combined for 65 total receiving yards? Maurice, you're up first.
5: We have to say yes again. But you know we have to say yes. You sure? You didn't see You see short sure, like I, your I, dog? No, <laughs> I, no. I, no, I said we have to say yes. So okay, I'm assuming they'll play heavy on the run, and I'm assuming that they'll play heavy on Amari Cooper, which leaves everybody else to have an opportunity to catch the ball. That's what I'm assuming. You have to, you, you have to, you have to shift coverage to protect yourself from Amari Cooper, and you have to have some sort of run presence, which. Obviously, you'll say, okay, it's old school basketball. Let, let's take Amari Cooper and minimize the run and make these other guys beat us. And you would have to believe that those guys are sitting in the locker room right now listening to this show and they can That's hear true. me right now. <laughs> and hopefully they, they prove it's right. <laughs> or
4: hopefully they prove me right. I hope, right. You, I hope you are right. So Maurice says yes. Let's see what everyone else said. Steve, we can take it full. I need one of y'all. You got them all. (laughs) (laughs) all. Uh,
1: Maurice was was afraid he was going to be living on an island. (laughs) I agree with Maurice. I think,
0: you know, the Steelers are an aggressive defense.
1: Even without Watt, they're going to try to be aggressive. That's their tendency.
0: Which means uh, Brissett's not going to have the time to just wait for Amari Cooper because he he was so focused. I think they're going to spread it around a little more. I think the Steelers defensively in the passing game will obviously be focused on Amari Cooper. And I think... I, I, I don't think any any of those three guys are gonna have a monster game individually. No, right. but, that's, but I, not Six, no, no, not that's not a high bar. No, no, that's what I when
1: I said <laughs> I, I, I my first thought was this question's just pathetic. I it is pathetic. <laughs> because because if you if you start thinking about it, it's yeah. just 21 and a half yards. Well, I'm taking Schwartz completely but, out of the equation. <laughs> I'm just looking at <laughs> you you and the and DPJ.
3: So I'm I mean, okay, 30. Still, from, we have to
0: average 33 yards. 30 I need, 33 I need yards. 30. 30
3: from, my God! I need 30 from Njoku and about 40 from DPJ. I mean, that thought shouldn't be too much. Yeah, you're number that's two not, receiver not, and your tight end. Hey, no, no, I'll tell you what. If I, you wanted to stump us, get it at like 85. Then I do. you want
4: to know how I came up with that number? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I took their total from last week, times it by two and minus one. All right. There they had 0-0 and 33. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. For me, you're not
2: You're not gonna see. You 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 start you're gonna start not seeing backup Brissett no more. I think Jacoby Brissett gonna be borderline starter starter material. More like what we saw yeah. last week. You are gonna start seeing borderline starter material from not not 290, but I think you might start seeing them 229, 250. What, what are your indicators? What's that? I said, what are your indicators that makes you believe that? Oh, look, I just thought he was crisp. I thought he was. He, was looked, very he, he I don't he, he, think
3: he can play better than what he played against the Jets. I, 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 I think I that's the ceiling. Yeah, I you think I, he can <laughs> play better. No, I think he <laughs> played better.
2: I think he played better than. You know uh, why? Because he had a couple drops. And Joku dropped a rock when well, he. Well, but came. I mean, it's, that, that's not on him. No, he right. put the ball in places,
0: right.
1: and there were
2: drops. He he could have been
1: twenty-five for twenty. All been statistically. All
2: better. he missing is is a is a predetermined shot play. If he can hit a shot play, all of a sudden. That's the only thing we haven't seen from. The only really.
3: thing we ain't seen. Did I mention this on the show? Yes, I think I said it off the air about being in the locker room and talking to Jacoby. Did I say that off the air? Was that anyway? Uh,
1: No, 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 I think you talked about it off the air. So,
3: so yeah, I I was in the locker room, what every day was Tuesday, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I had not met Jacoby yet, like in a one-on-one setting. And I'd oh, written, you didn't say this on the air. And yeah. I'd written, and, you know, I've written multiple times. They should have gone after Jimmy G. I've said it on the show that I don't believe in Jacoby. Well, now when you're standing six feet from the guy, am, <laughs> uh, I, am I supposed to act like I didn't say those things? <laughs> well, you're
1: just hoping he doesn't have an athletic
3: <laughs> Well, no, so I, I went up and introduced myself, and I said, hey, just so you know, I'm Jason Lloyd with The Athletic. I said a lot of really mean things about you, and you shut me up last week. You played great. That's a really interesting introduction. Well, well, we Love had, like, what we What was his response? Like, and, yeah. and and Jacoby's like, yeah, well, I I don't know anything about it. I don't know what you're talking about. So it tells you how much it meant to me. Like, but, <laughs> but, but but it's like it's a it's this weird thing. Like, am I supposed to act like I didn't write that and, no. and talk
1: to him? So you but just let's own juxtapose it. that with how Baker Baker would have already read it. Oh, he, he would have Googled you. He would have <laughs> known <blocked laughs> exactly who you were. Yeah. And when you walked up to him, he would have childlessly
0: left the locker. Room. Yes, probably all true. So and then, uh, he then he would then he would have said he didn't care and didn't actually. <laughs>
3: read. I didn't
2: read it. I don't even know yeah. who that guy is. Yeah. Amen. So
3: I, I ate it. I ate it, and and I thought he handled it well. So that means They're you
2: good. say that means you saying he's good now. No, let's not get nuts. what he said was he proved him wrong for one for week. one week. Yeah. He yeah. Shut me up for a week. Hopefully,
1: they'll shut us all up for a second week. Uh, Maurice, I'm, I'm wondering. Not that guys were writing bad things about you when you played because I covered Maurice. You're, he probably doesn't remember this. I covered <laughs> did that. You, did you ever write anything bad about him? I mean, he wasn't giving us I'm anything. I'm sure he before.
5: had a bad article.
1: Well, I'm uh, sure. let's, <laughs> not, let's not talk about those NCAA violations. No, 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 no. Okay. On listen, the field. On the field. I want to leave all that garbage <laughs> where it belongs on the field. No, on the field. he field. was sensational.
3: Oh, well, you Maurice, I probably wrote something mean about you when you fumbled three times at Northwestern. <laughs> I probably wrote something mean about
1: you then. Yeah. Maurice, do you remember anything That's writing cool. anything negative? about you and then you coming face to face like what is that like
5: no I already uh, of all of this uh, I've only had like uh, one, like the irony of full circle of life so the the, the biggest article is uh, the one the one and done article by Gene Wojciechowski right, and, right, um, yes. it, 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 yeah that, that was that was one that uh, it wasn't portrayed like accurately right and 20 years later, he's he, he sitting across me in my living room, and I said, you know, I didn't want to do this because 20 years ago. And so we laughed it off. And, and so they have, they have another th- – that, that, that special that I did is coming out the uh, Michigan week, it sounds like. They were going to do it this week. But um, it, I laughed about it 20 years later. But when you're athlete, I, I tell you like this, uh, none of my on-the-field play got criticized. Probably that Northwestern thing did. Uh, but all of my stuff after um, – after football just all my off the field troubles and stuff like that that stuff had more uh effect on me and and as a player you you think that you're tough but that stuff definitely does affect you when you hear nasty things because you know you, the fans build you up and people build you up and they make you a celebrity and you get used to uh seeing like good articles about you and everybody praising you and then when somebody kind of like talks directly to you or gives you a different difference in opinion you know, when you're young, you just don't know how to handle it, and it does bother you because you want, you know, everybody to be nice and to be favorable. So, you know, that, that guy probably seen it. Uh, but but also, I would say one thing that is a little bit different now, social media. So you're used to people talking crazy to you. So yeah, sure. it, it, it may condition you for a reporter saying something bad about you. Real or quick, Real quick, I
3: know we got to move on. When you were at, the, uh, at LeBron's McDonald's All-American game, and mm-hmm. I was trying to give you my business card because I wanted to talk to you. And you were completely ignoring me. You're like, man, what do you want? And I'm like, just call me. Just call me sometime. And you took my card. You're like, fine.
5: Like, get out of my way. <laughs> see, it, it, and, that, look, it, uh, it look, and now we're on the show together, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who could ever see
1: that coming? And you know what? Just to prove to everybody that, that, and I think if you've watched the show, you know him, that Maurice is a great guy that yeah, might have yeah, been yeah. a one-off. When, uh, when my son was jumping in the Big Ten Championships at, at Spire, Maurice saw, he was yeah. in Columbus, and he saw that, that the meet was coming up, and he said, hey, what, what are the details, when and where? And Maurice got in his car, drove from Columbus to Spire. It's a couple-hour drive. That's incredible. And he sat there yeah. in the stands. And for my son, I have to tell you, you knew that because he told you after the meet. My son was like, this is the most surreal thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. Maurice Claret was my hero. Yeah. And now he's in the stands rooting for me yeah. at the Big Ten Championships. That's awesome. That, was, that cool. was a pretty cool thing, and he didn't have to do it.
4: That's the kind of guy he is. He does a lot nah. of stuff like that. All right.
1: What's the next, uh, next up on the
4: fence riders? We are done with the unanimous. We have all split decisions oh, moving good. forward, so nobody will be on an island. But question number three, will the Browns allow a passing touchdown of at least 29 yards tonight against the Steelers? Maurice? Yeah.
5: <sighs> yeah. By the I way, th- I think he stole the I don't know. Yeah, I would say I, 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 I would believe they'll do it. Unfortunately.
0: Uh, <laughs> wow. Not all rainbow <laughs> and sunshine. By the way, can you bring up the fence writing yeah, picture again for real quick? I just had an observation. I wanted people's take on. Yeah. Give us one sec. We'll pull it back up. For the briefest of seconds, when I saw the cur- the picture of us all in there. I thought Tyvus was Tristan Thompson for, the, for like half a second. Yeah, time. yeah,
2: he, <laughs> got, he got a little Tristan yeah, in there. Really like a half a second. I was like, why is Tristan? I don't know, that's, that's, a a that's a little T-top in that.
0: And Brad's still looking for his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. Uh, go ahead. All right. So, so Marie, Marie says, says yes. Yes.
4: yes. Two of you also say yes. Let's see who he agrees with. G and J. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, the tag team, right? <laughs> nice wrestling on <laughs> and Look at the nasty boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best name yet. Oh, that's so good. The next t-shirt from the Oh, my CSS. God. that's great. Boys. I yeah, it. I mean, Mitch Trubisky,
0: wrong. to me, first of all, I, you know, yesterday, Brooke Pryor said their offensive line has been a little better than they expected, but yeah. it's still not very good, just not as awful as they thought. But they're not throwing the ball downfield. Now, maybe they will try to do that because the Browns have had their problems. And it's easy to think the Browns will give up a long pass because they have a five, like five times so far. It's a, but we've been talking about it. Like, the Browns, you have to believe they've gotten the message on the communication. And I just don't think Trubisky's confident
1: in throwing the ball downfield.
0: That's so I'm exactly, exactly right. I right. think
3: I'm going to take Tyvus' word again that they're yeah. going to clean up
1: the bus. And I don't think Trubisky's good enough. Nope. I said yes for one simple reason. Just as we're screaming for the defense to get more aggressive, in Pittsburgh the overwhelming cries are, yeah. "Do you know that you can throw the ball down the field? Yeah. Where are our down the field shots? Not that they're going to play to the critics, but the critics are right, 100 percent right, and you've got to be able to do that in this NFL. So if Kenny Pickett so, plays the second half, I'd like to. You'd like to my switch your bets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think and again.
3: The
2: proof is in the pudding. Yeah. They've given up. What five of those this year? Maybe yeah. more. Yeah, and they in got receivers. Games. They got receivers. They got they got people they that can make receivers. those. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson. They got Chase Claypool. They got Pickens. They got they got they got receivers. Pickens hasn't done anything yet. But but yeah. I you know a, he did have a big catch in the the um, one handed yeah. one handed yeah. catch I mean, against the Bengals. Now here a lot of what is predicated on a receiver is what is your quarterback doing, and obviously yeah. we just talked about he's dinking and dunking right now, but. When they when when they threaten your uh, viability and say, "Hey, look, yeah. we don't go down the field t- next week. It's a wrap," because they got ten days to get the rookie ready. Right. right? So he knows see, this is it.
5: You know, I, no, I was going to say this, and you know you know how guys act in the locker room. If you're a receiver who hasn't gotten the ball thrown deep to you, or if you haven't caught a long pass or a long touchdown, they're knocking on the quarterback's door. They're knocking on the quarterback coach's door, the head coach's door are the receiving coaches door and are asking hey man get me involved get me get me some touchdowns get me going and if that stuff hasn't been done up to up until this point and you have the fans who are screaming on it and they know that they have the guys in structure field you know I just would like to believe that they'll, they'll they'll at least take shots this is a two units that have been a
0: disaster so far this facing year. off against Brown secondary yeah. and Steelers passing game the difference is the Browns secondary has the talent the Steelers', the Steelers passing game has the talent at wide receiver, but I don't think they have it at quarterback.
1: Yeah, but you know we said that going into Carolina, and we said we that going did. into the Jets. We so certainly did. We'll find out for sure. I mean,
0: you know, it's true. We, we think that the this Browns' defense is,
6: is going to shine. I there. said and last week. Keep shut saying, no, 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 no. This time they got it fixed. This time they got it fixed.
2: If they don't if they don't do their thing today, I'm starting to oh, re I'm starting to rethink if you're good or not. I'm gonna just have to go there.
4: All right, number four. Number four, this one plays right into Maurice's hands. He has a better idea of this than any of us, but will Kareem Hunt have more total yards than Najee Harris on Thursday night football? Maurice?
5: No, Najee will probably get more opportunity. I, I just think Najee will Yeah, he'll he'll have more opportunities to touch the ball and to perform, yeah. and they'll lean on him more to to loosen the pressure
4: on the quarterback. So, Maurice says no, and he agrees with three of you. The lone person on the other side of the fence is
5: G. Mr.
4: Bull. Oh. I am on an island oh. here, and <laughs> wow.
0: maybe this is some wishful thinking because I have Kareem Hunt in two of my fantasy <laughs> Oh,
4: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Now we do. We understand exactly what it is. Let was me explain right. something
0: to you. <laughs> you know, you guys have been saying that Kevin Stefanski had a great game plan offensively last week, and for the most part, I agree. But here's my one big beef with what they did last week, even though the offense performed well, there were long stretches of time when Kareem Hunt did not play. And I don't understand that. I know Amari Cooper's a good player. I still think Kareem Hunt's the second-best skilled position player on this team behind Nick Chubb. And I don't think it's that big a gap between those two guys. He is a great player. The league has – it's like everybody's forgotten how good this guy is because he just doesn't play a lot. Now, I agree with Maurice that Najee will get more touches than Kareem Hunt. But I think Kareem Hunt is a better player than Najee Harris, and the Browns have a better offensive line than the Steelers do. Najee has struggled to get going because they have struggled in in run blocking. And I think Kevin Stefanski's got to realize that there there was a time last week Wait, he went three straight series without Kareem Hunt being on the field. You're right. You got to have them on the field together more this week as they did in week I think one. I hope right. Really. He's
1: giving them a spell. That's what, that's what he did last year. Day tired. See, you would see Hunt for a cut. It's like he's right. got him on a pitch
2: count. But he too long. Tired. Hunt was no, having a game agree. way too long no, last year. And, and we
1: didn't see them on the field together? No, right I
2: think we got to see it this week. And I think Kareem Hunt's going to break a big Kev- play tonight. Kevin Stefanski is like the dude that always forgets his anniversary, right? <laughs> Until he get reminded. They'd be like, okay, <laughs> oh, cool. Well, I got you something. No, your, your wife's not gonna be nearly as happy as if you just remember it yourself. Right. It's the same way with putting Kareem Hunt in the game. We gotta keep telling you to put him in the game. You'd be like, oh yeah, you're right. I do got Kareem Hunt. Let's put him in all of a sudden. No, you should have him ready to go. Mark it on the calendar. we about to go out to eat. This is your gift. Why can't you do the same thing with Kareem Hunt? It's already scripted. I got 15 touches. Yeah. He is we- a stud. He's a stud. And get him the ball it. more. We yeah, we saw it. Yeah, you got to use the two of them
1: together. All right, I'm
0: on that island. I'm on we that should island. start
1: tracking the win-loss record for the Browns when they have at least three plays with the two of them in yeah. the backfield together. I think so far they're one and zero. By yeah. the
4: way, you know, I don't know when they play at least. Three By the way, the if I'm right,
0: the the Browns should win this game handily if Kareem oh, yeah. because yeah. Nick Chubb's going to have more you would assume well if the question was
4: will chubb have yeah
0: everybody there, would have said yes yeah, that's easy but if kareem hunt also has more then the browns had a great day I probably agree. all
4: right what's next all right let's take the next one here this is an offense versus defense question mm. will there be more total sacks than total touchdowns in tonight's game maurice
5: i would say no no, for Maurice. So
4: you're saying more sacks? No, more touchdowns, more touchdowns. touchdowns. There will be more touchdowns than sacks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's see how the panel answered. Once again, Mr. Bull. Wow. Well, a, I think this one's easy here. <laughs> I think.
0: By the way, this is the lowest over/under this week. It's it's 38. It, I think. It should be. Which is absurd. I mean, yeah. you rarely see over/unders under 40. Um. Uh, yeah, to me, this was a no-brainer. I think there'll be at most four touchdowns in this game, maximum. So then I, all I need is, and I think there's only going to be three touchdowns. I think the Browns are going to have two. The Steelers are going to have one. But um, I, I... Where are the four sacks coming from? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, TJ's out. Yeah. And out. out. So you know Miles, have, banged up. Miles yeah. has the neck. The Steelers... get one I, tackle <laughs> last week. You
0: heard what G said about they want to be more aggressive. I have been, even even before I heard that... I thought the Browns – because I believe this Browns defense is really talented and they have underachieved big time. And I felt all week that the Browns were going to come out in this game like the Steelers had just insulted their family and they were going to play that this game this way. And I think the Browns alone, as a team – I don't know who they're going to be from. might be some random dudes that are filling in on the defensive line. Right. I think the Browns alone will have at least four sacks in this game. Wow. And the Steelers will get one. They get one.
1: Okay. Well, I hope I hope oh, we're all wrong.
0: Oh, you're yeah. Right. No. He's he, he speaking he to his fantasy two.
1: league. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <He's got>
0: to, <laughs> What's that? he
4: fantasy. got the Steelers. Yeah, you're, you're speaking <laughs> on behalf
0: not, of your fantasy <laughs> league. I have the Browns defense. Oh, in one of my leagues. No <laughs> wonder you're only <always laughs> 2 hey, not so hey, in this league. He's been I'm in not two in any other
4: league. All, yeah. this All right, we have one more. Line. We do have one more. By the way, yeah. they are expecting Alex Wright to play a lot. Also, Isaiah Thomas, their other I yeah. seventh-round pick, is going to yeah. play. Yeah. And with no T.J. Watt. He's bulked do... up a
0: lot since he was an NBA player.
4: <laughs> Steelers do have Alex Highsmith, <laughs> who's tied inside. with Miles Garrett yeah. for second over, or third overall in the league yeah. with three sacks. So there are but, some guys in the field who can generate some pressure, but yeah. you are right. It is not the same without no. T.J. Watt. The number would have been a lot higher with him. All right, last question. This is an even 2-2 split on the panel. Ooh. So you're gonna be the deciding tiebreaker here, Maurice. Will Jacoby Brissett throw for more yards and touchdowns, both, than Trubisky?
5: This is through the lens of wishful thinking, and the answer is yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) At least he's honest. We appreciate the honesty. (laughs) I say yes. And let's see who you agree with. It's a two-two split. Is the tag team back together? No. Oh no. wow, we got a new tag team. Well, no. oh, you and I team now, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, got really I got Jacoby with one touchdown
0: and Trubisky with zero. Yeah, I look like the Steiner brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Steiner
2: brothers. <laughs> Scott Steiner! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't. I don't have faith in Jacoby in both categories. If it have been in either or, I, this one both, was the
1: toughest one for they me.
0: They could easily be you. ties, right? Be, I mean, not yeah. like you have any faith in Trubisky. And,
1: and no.
3: And yeah. if it's a tie, then it's a no. It's, it's a no. A That's true. I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a no. You're right.
2: Okay. He's not. When you say and. You just Whoa. said he's going to get better and better and better. I, boy, I, that's <laughs> I, I, I was about, about to say, you yeah. should yeah. say hey, yes here. You're you sure. can't get that better that quick. He touched
3: down. Slow increments. Grad, bets.
2: We're talking about
1: gradual rise. <laughs> Maurice, <laughs> um what do you have the score of, of of tonight's game? Who's winning
5: and what's the score? Who's winning? What's the score? Wishful we're thinking, let's go 35 to <laughs> 21. Whoa! Wow. Thirty-five, so, look, so, eight touchdowns. I, I, no, I'm, this is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm yeah. hoping this is my hope. I'm right. hoping that Jacoby can build upon last week. I'm hoping that you have the two running backs going. And this is just wishful thinking. And uh, and I and I believe that the Browns. I believe in Jacoby getting a little uh, gradually better. And I believe that last week in some capacity helped him, just like G. And I just believe that somebody needs to, somebody really needs to emphasize the importance of keeping Chubb and Kareem hunting the field at the same time. And I'm hoping that that is, um, that is the Cleveland spirit. Hopefully, I nominate you know, G. Bush to do that. Hopefully get it done tonight.
1: I want G. Bush to dress as a coach mm-hmm. and just stand next to the Stefanski the whole game and be like, yo, Kev, yeah, hey, hey,
2: hey. we yeah. haven't seen him together in a while. Let's and, go. And he be waving me away. Go away. <laughs> by, the, by the way, no, we need to put him in and him in two times. They're like, stop making signals, T-Bush. That's not the signals we wanted. <laughs> but you, I, Maybe T-Bush could you, signal you the need, DBs, too. <laughs> well,
5: everybody
2: else but is but on you sign some
5: identity. Go ahead. Sorry, you Go you ahead. need an identity. I, no, no, I'm just saying you need an identity with, with something on offense. Everybody has to have some identity. And the coach has to say, Jacoby isn't the long-term uh, solution and so we need to build around these guys in the backfield. Those guys are more durable. You know what you have with them. And offense should be ran through them. Um, and, and that's how you open up and loosen things up for Jacoby. And I would, I would do that. That's what that, – if, if I know my quarterback doesn't have a strong arm, I would make the most immaculate, you know, 15-and-under yard game with the pieces that I have <laughs> and just say, hey, you're going to drive down the field. I'm being serious. <laughs> you know, because you can, you can throw slants. You can throw dinks and dunks. Yeah. But – you know, we we seen we see that he just doesn't have the, the, the arm power, and you do this in preparation for uh, Deshaun to come back. This is just my opinion. Yeah. And I would make a sale to Kareem Hunt that, hey, man, you see that you may be a backup, that, but I'm going to get you involved in the offense and wait on Deshaun Watson to get here. But I wouldn't be trying to build anything around Jacoby. You know, uh, I think Amari Cooper knows he's going to be here and he's going to be a possession receiver and he'll get, you know what he get, but you you have to have some identity, but searching everywhere for this identity outside of like your two best players or two most impactful players is like any of stuff to me. Yeah. Um, just my personal opinion.
1: No, I, I agree. It stuns me that that Kevin would have two tight ends on the field together
3: and well they're going with Michael Dunn is sort of the third tight end in a lot of looks. He was well but, he was the eligible receiver. I can't tell you how many times which, yeah. which
1: is just stunning to me. So you're gonna put Three at a position that you're okay. You're, you know, you've got one player that I still think Njoku is overrated. But you're going to do three tight ends. A lot of times two, and you can't instead get two running backs on the field at that's, the same
0: time that are what, both
1: supremely
0: talented. I think, I think that's we're.
3: What he know. I think we're. It's not what he knows. He's going back to you have a quarterback in the Baker Mayfield mold that you're trying to give max protection to in Jacoby Brissett. You're trying to. He, he doesn't move well. They had, they did not get him on the ground last week, but Jacoby Brissett is not very mobile. He doesn't move very well. And no, I think but I also to wouldn't say he's
0: immobile. I wouldn't put him in that case. But they got a good enough
3: offensive line. I don't away. know like, how
0: many guys do they need to block. Well, Let's go.
3: Get rid of the ball. We saw it last, last year with the three tight ends set. But if you they get they the 13. ball to Kareem Hunt quickly or Dick Chubb quickly, I, you don't need I'll to I'll be curious blocking. to see. Watch Michael Dunn and listen how many times they say, I think it's 68. 68 Important. is an eligible receiver. Well,
1: we, when I listen, you know, it's, a lot of times you can't hear it on TV, but if you pipe the radio sound yeah. in, you hear it very clearly yeah. on the radio when they announce eligible. Yeah. And what I mean, you heard it all through the game there's last a, week. There was probably all seven or eight plays. Yeah, I mean, I, it was stunning to me how much you could hear. And I wonder. being reported.
3: I wonder if there's a play in there. Where it's a pass play to Michael Dunn.
2: See now, now see,
3: we haven't seen it yet. But it's in there. And it's, it's fine if you do if it you once s- in a
2: while. If but you said, if maybe you're saving that for a goal line in a yeah, big game. If yeah. you save Michael Dunn out of the backfield, and that show no, big no, game. no, no. I'm no. just saying the <laughs> surprise
1: play,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two point
2: conversion.
6: <laughs> come, if on, go, come on, go, come if on, Maurice. If you're going to three,
2: no, no, no. If you're going to three tight ends and
3: you're using them as your third tight end, after a while it becomes white noise. 68's eligible. Sure, true. Yeah, you
1: can catch them one time. But how about we do it less
0: often and have Kareem Hunt? I would rather have a two
1: field set, yeah. than a three tight end set all day long, yeah. because it's not like one of those two guys can't help and protect. Right. Right. And, That's f- true. And
2: for, for me, I just, I've seen it oh, way too often. I've seen it a lot when I played the game and playing with different coaches. You know, there, there are different coaches who like certain things. That is a, a coach's playbook is almost like his, his, his identity. Like, when they come and they audition or they they sit for a job and they say, "What are, what is your plans for this team? They come in and give you the first five plays that they like to run, the philosophy and everything. Kevin Stefanski has always, like, three tight ends. Now, the thing about it is it's very difficult for some people to be creative week in and week out. It's just a little bit more difficult. Andy Reid does and that's creative, right? Everybody can't draw pictures. Some right. people can only do crayons. Some people can only do uh, uh, impressionists. Some people do oil painting, watercolors, all of that, right? But they still can draw. They still are artists. Even but if it's stick figures. Even if it's stick figures. <laughs> Again, now, hold on. I don't want to become the
3: Stefan Ecologist I- here, but look at who he's had at quarterback since he's gotten here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's had to build his system around limited quarterbacks. There's a reason they didn't have three tight ends on the roster when they signed to Sean Watson. They didn't plan on it being 11 game suspension and they didn't plan on having to go back to this. Mm-hmm. He's building his system around what he has to work with. Yeah. I'm telling you, when Jacoby's gone, when Deshaun's back there, you're not going to see any three tight ends. Well, end sets. I hope
2: not. Well, for me, I think you, you can need it. You, you, no. can, you can get rid of the ball if you got Kareem Hunt and, and, and Nick Chubb in the backfield, like Bull said. You can get, get rid of the get ball. Get it quickly. I think
3: you, he's done an incredible job with misdirections and with with scheming and scheming. There's guys open all over the field. There, there was last year. There is well, again this
5: year. You have to have a quarterback who can get it to go him. Go ahead, Maurice. No, I, I'll say this, and I've seen this plenty of times, and everybody else has seen a, a lot of offensive coordinators. Uh, they get mixed up into campaigning for different jobs. That's what I say, right? So I, I remember, I don't want to say names, you, you will find coaches who their whole goal would be, uh, let me, you know, let me rack up yards or let me play this stat game amongst other teams to campaign for a different job elsewhere. And instead of saying, "Hey, these are the pieces on the field," nobody, nobody likes to low and slow play. But football, at the end of the day, comes down to matchups. It's hard for me to believe that you can put uh, as many run, or as many linebackers as you have in the league against Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, where you can dictate a lot of those dinks and dunks that a quarterback can have. Like everybody sees it week in and week out, where you'll see a running back break out of a backfield or a running back get one on running. He runs an option route yeah. where you can throw an extended pass, and that that, that helps to keep the pressure off of your lineman. But Coaches don't like to do that. You know, coaches want to throw the 60-yard bomb, the 20-yard dig, the 15-yard out, and they don't want to put drives together. But that is – like, when you have that sort of team, it comes down to just having these – just these longer, sustained drives and swapping personnel in and out. And so, I don't know. I just um, – I've, I've always had um, – I don't know. When you're in the locker room and you hear from these coaches and you kind of see, like, they that they'll be blank towards – their personnel, and, and they'll be pushing their mission more than the team's mission, even though that sounds crazy. I've been a part of teams who, who, who do it and who does it for other arterial reasons yeah. to try to look for other jobs and they want to pad their stats and all that other stuff. So, yeah. I don't know, that's my little two cents about it. And well, thank, I'm pretty sure hey, more people feel like it. We're, we've already called First
1: Energy, and we told them to get some backup fuses ready for the scoreboard. 35-21. Yeah. Uh, that would that, so I, I, be cool. I, 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 hope you're, I hope you're right, Maurice. Enjoy the game tonight, yeah. and we'll see you next week.
0: Yep. All
1: right. Very good. 35-21. I, I mean, that'd be wild. Look, we didn't think last week was going to be 31-30. No, certainly not. So, yeah, and I guess real anything bringing possible.
0: Real quick before we bring in to Jason's point, we'll find out for sure. When Deshaun Watson comes in, we will. What's how Kevin different Stavanski the offense is? is. Yeah. But the bottom line is, Kevin Stefanski did use two running backs a lot in week one, and he did. they didn't use it at all last week. So yeah, and they I scored hope. how
3: many points did they score last week? And Jacoby played the best he could possibly play. We've already like I, I don't know. That's if, true. I think That's we're nitpicky
0: now. Like
3: yeah. it's not like they were shut out or they had a terrible. No, you're right. Vein. What he no. did worked.
0: So thirty you're points right. was plenty. It to worked win this game. week. I'm just saying, yeah. Kareem Hunt's your second best skill position player. You should. Use, I'd like to see him use him more. Yeah especially when you start playing better defense.
1: All right, Aditi, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It's game day. Um, I know that uh, you're probably as excited about this as anyone because your affiliation (laughs) with both of these teams, you're the perfect person to talk to about this game. How do you see it?
6: Um, I appreciate that. I think that these are two teams that are desperate for a win, and it feels a little bit silly to say that three games in, but you've got a... Browns team that needs to rectify some significant errors, right? Like they've not played badly, but they've been burned by mistakes. They've got to clean that up. They have to fix that. This is a defense that wants to be a number one defense and yet has these communication issues. So you need to sort of clean that up. You need to show that you're not the old Browns. You've got the biggest stage possible. We all talked about this on Tuesday and then you've got the Steelers that are desperately trying to find some sort of offensive identity and, There's a whole lot of Michigas going on, and this may sound a little bit familiar to you, but the wide receivers, especially the rookie wide receiver, George Pickens, was saying in Pittsburgh that, oh, receivers are open. But as you all know, a receiver seeming to be open doesn't necessarily mean that the receiver is where he is supposed to be, when he is supposed to be there. And the last successful offensive coordinator that was in the city, Todd Haley, was in fact on the radio in Pittsburgh yesterday saying well I think the receivers are running a little sloppy so you've got a Steelers offense that's trying to figure out who it is and generate something you've got a Steelers defense that's missing one of its gate breakers in T.J. Watt but still has two elite players in Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick and a whole <laughs> bunch of other players that they think are worthy of high potential. And you've got this enormous stage and a rivalry game and a division game. So let's go.
5: Yeah.
0: Aditi, you know, it's funny because I've been such a big Miles Garrett guy and I was really disappointed in not only his play last week, but his comments after the game. And I'm hoping he'll do his talking on the field this week. But and, and I've always said, like, I think he's the most talented player. But the truth is, um, and maybe it's just because the Bengals' offensive line is a mess right now. But in the last two weeks, I saw T.J. Watt individually wreak havoc against the Bengals' offense. Like, I know Mike Minka Fitzpatrick made a couple big plays. T.J. Watt made that whole thing go. He was, he was crushing the Bengals. And then Micah Parsons did the same thing last week. He was all over the place. And those guys make impact all the time. And Miles Garrett doesn't do that to that level of those two guys, and I, I I think I'm finally dealing with the reality of that. I think he's capable of it, but he does not dominate games like those two guys do. I think is that unfair? I
6: think that I think it speaks to a relentlessness, and I think that that's that intangible piece that. Some coaches and some scouts like to talk about it's why the undersized guy is so effective, it's why the guy who doesn't necessarily look like, I mean, go to the NBA, look at a guy like Muggsy Bogues. How does Muggsy Bogues, how does Spud Webb, how do they have the careers that they have in the NBA? It's about something else. And I think the piece with Miles Garrett is that we keep hearing this year, that's where he's taken that step, where he's not going to disappear, where he wants that consistency. Robert Sala must have said it eight times to us last week that this is a man on a mission. This is a man. Miles Garrett is somebody who clearly wants to be the defensive player of the year. Well, I think if you want to be that, you don't get to disappear in games and even if four hands are on you at all times which Mm -hmm. is what the Jets essentially laid out as their focus and basically did on Sunday you've still got to figure out some way to make that go and I think that Jadavion Clowney not playing of course is a big deal You know, they love to call themselves Batman and Robin. This is the game of football. It's about puzzle pieces. It's what attention can be drawn elsewhere. But look, people said that T.J. Watt wasn't going to be anything without Bud Dupree. And without Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt won defensive player of the year. So I think it's fair what you're saying. And I think that Browns defensive coordinator Joe Woods has said that too, that it's fair. If if Miles Garrett's goal is to be the best defensive player in the NFL – then go ahead and hold him to that standard yes. and say, we want to see you wreck a game, be a yeah. game wrecker.
1: Well, fans did, fans did hold him to that standard Sunday and and he didn't like it very well. Let me ask you this. I, I just, uh, we're, I'm looking at a report from heavy.com that says and Sue wants to sign with a contender and that there are three to five teams that are expressing interest. And one of those teams is the Cleveland Browns. Um, I know that, Clowney and Sue aren't exactly in the primes of their career. Uh, But what do you know about that? Does that sound like something that from what you've heard, the Browns would be interested in doing? And if so, how does he change his defense?
6: Jay, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of over this whole how old you are thing. How old is Joe Flacco? What did Joe Flacco just say? Well, it is a factor, though,
1: sometimes. Sometimes age is a factor, so it's fair to bring it up. Of
6: course. No, that's definitely fair. But you know what? If your goal is to win right now, then you don't need a guy that's going to give you ten years. No, you need a, a guy who's a... going to give you something right now. Right. And when we talk about a defense that has had communication errors, when we talk about a defense that needs to kind of clean up something that's incredibly simple, sometimes it's that veteran in the room that kicks your butt that makes sure that that happens. And he's sometimes got that fire it's a personality too. In there. Yeah. And let's be honest, as much as we talk about Miles Garrett, being that leader does not necessarily come naturally to him. He's been very honest in saying that he felt that there was a void left when Baker Mayfield and his personality was out of the building, when Jarvis Landry and his personality was out of the building. And Miles Garrett, to his credit, has made an effort to be more present, to be more around, to stop, as he put it to me, stop being a mystery to his teammates. I mean, his teammates have talked about how great he is on the two square court in their locker room. So Miles is making an effort, but that's not necessarily who Miles is. It's not who Nick Chubb is. So when you think about guys that you can bring in, sometimes it's not just about how young their legs are. Sometimes it's something else that they're bringing to the table. Sometimes it's that intangible quality. And so I think if Sue is interested and if Sue still has something left, and if you think that Sue can be a presence in your locker room that counts for something, then of course you kick the tires on that. Because again, this is a team that is constructed to win right now. This Mm -hmm. is not a team that's sitting here and saying, all right, whatever, we're gonna punt on this year and wait until Deshaun Watson shows up next year. Yeah.
3: Aditi, what are the chances that Kenny Pickett makes an appearance tonight? Is there any chance that they would make that move if, he, if Mitch struggles again?
6: I think if Mitch gets hurt, I, and I think that that's it. Yeah, I the Steelers are riding with Mitch Trubisky right now. There's no reason that they shouldn't be. And this is, again, look, guys, you just saw this last week, right? The Jets come into Cleveland, and Joe Flacco is the scapegoat. And as much as his head coach says, whoa, 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 this isn't all on Joe, the media, the fans, you even had NFL pundits, quote unquote pundits, saying maybe Mike White should play. And because we have the benefit of having these private conversations with the coaches, we knew that internally the Jets were not at all even remotely considering Mike White. Mike White did not take any extra snaps last week in preparation. This is a team that believed in Joe Flacco. And then what did Joe Flacco do? It was Joe Flacco walking up that Jets sideline saying, guys, we still have time left. Guys, we still have time left. It was Joe Flacco engineering those two touchdown drives in the last minute 55. It was Joe Flacco engineering a win that could be such a catalyst for a young, young, young Jets team. And meanwhile, the outside world was saying, oh, Joe Flacco can't do it. So the parallel here is that you've got a lot of people in the outside world pointing fingers at Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is not the problem with the Steelers offense right now. It's just not the Steelers should try to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball with a little bit of authority, run the way Nick Chubb runs the ball, run the way Kareem Hunt runs the ball. I know that that's way easier said than done. (laughs) I'm sure Mike Domlin would love to have the Browns offensive line and Nick Chubb, even Kareem Hunt, if that was the only one he had, whatever. But the Steelers have a lot more offensive issues than mentor Ohio's Mitch Trubisky. So then is Matt Canada in trouble? I don't know. You know what? This it's funny because I was talking to somebody who's on another team around the league in a front office today about Matt Canada, and of course, you know, Matt Canada had one great year as the Pitt offensive coordinator, which of course happened in the Steelers' backyard. Matt Canada was instrumental in helping Mike Tomlin's gun son, sorry, Mike Tomlin's son, get a scholarship at Maryland. Um, so there are ties there, but again there are many, 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 many great traits about Mike Tomlin. I am not going to join the chorus of questioning the coach that Mike Tomlin is. But one thing that I do think is fair to bring up when you talk about Mike Tomlin, it's his coaching tree. And who has Mike Tomlin hired that has then gone on to great success? You know, Mike Tomlin had Bruce Arians on his staff, basically ran Bruce Arians out to replace him with Todd Haley, and then Bruce Arians became a head coach. But who else has left Mike Tomlin to go on to be a coordinator, to go on to be a head coach? It's just one of those things that you sit here, who was Mike Tomlin's last offensive coordinator that he hired? Randy Feekner. That didn't work out so well. Todd Haley was a successful offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, but that was essentially forced upon Mike Tomlin by the Rooney family. So – you know, again, I just, I, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. I think that there are very, very valid questions as to whether Matt Canada is the right fit here, is the right offensive coordinator. But I also know that the Steelers don't fire people midstream. That, That's, that's not the way that Mike Tomlin operates. So I don't know yeah. that he's on the hot seat. I also think it's a little bit silly. We're two games in. Right. You know, we're, we're two games that's in. That's true. And nobody's run away with the division just yet. So you do have an opportunity to turn things around, Man, and nobody's playing well in the division.
1: Hell,
2: they're tied for they're yeah. all tied first, first, except Cincinnati. Yeah, nobody's playing well. Well, since you talk about Canada, let's let's go over here to the defense. What are your thoughts on Joe Woods?
6: Same thing. Scapegoating, I think, a little bit. <laughs> I, I like, You know what? I like Joe Woods a lot. I think that Joe Woods is a very good teacher. I think that Joe Woods designs things well. And I think that, you know, you don't need me to say this. I think everybody said this. I think Tyvis Powell said it really well as well. This is as simple as communication. And I can't, you know, guys, I've said this so much. I really apologize if I said this on Tuesday. I can't remember if I said it on the radio in Pittsburgh, if I said it on our show on Tuesday. But this is a defensive secondary that really prides itself on how well it knows each other. And as you know, I was in Berea All Camp. And whether it was John Johnson or Grant Elpit or Denzel Ward, every single one of them was telling me how well they communicate, how big of a deal it is, that they're in year two together, that there aren't new pieces, that Greg Newsom is in year two, that Grant Delpit got so much time, that, you know, Denzel, John Johnson, that all these guys have been together, that MJ Emerson is so in his books and is seamlessly fitting in. And everybody keeps saying that Knowing each other, knowing what we're thinking, knowing what we want to do is a big deal. Okay, fine, but sometimes you just need to say it.
0: It's ridiculous. And
6: you might assume that this is what Denzel Ward is playing. You might assume that this is what Greg Newsom is doing, but it takes exactly three seconds to say, hey, guys, this is what we're running. Hey, guys, this is what I see. Just get on the same page. Just confirm it. And, you know, I I said this earlier in the week. Last year, that Bengals secondary was playing so, so well. And Jesse Bates, the safety, said to me, If you don't see us talking to each other, we're in trouble. Like that Bengals secondary, every single Tuesday, which is supposed to be a player's day off, was coming into the building, players only, watching film together, eating chicken, and just talking. Hey, this is what I see. This is what the corners see. Okay, the safeties are saying, if you do this, this would help us. Over-communicating. And despite that, you still saw them talking on the field every Sunday non stop. So why aren't the Browns just talking? It's that simple. Just run out on the field and say, Okay, this is what yeah. I see.
0: Well it better and we'll happen see if this that week. That up. Be- yeah. It better happen this week. By the way Don't be paying
6: attention, right? Just watch their mouths. Do you see their mouths moving?
0: Yeah. It's by that the way uh, the, go ahead. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go ahead, finish up what you're saying.
6: No, no, no. I just was okay. saying that these are unbelievably talented, athletic, wonderful guys. They're not getting beat. I mean, sometimes you get beat. That's the nature of the game. But you're not regularly seeing them being shaken or being beat. You're seeing blown coverages. Blown coverages are about communication, period. And that's to me, all that's, that it is.
0: To me, it's even worse, though, because they have the talent. There's no excuse for this a lack of like, exactly. if you don't have the talent.
1: That's at least an excuse. What and am I going to do? I'm not good enough in Carolina. You thought it would have been cleaned right. up. Yeah. happened like, two weeks in a row now. If this doesn't get cleaned up by yeah, but this, you know league. what,
6: Jay, sometimes that that's the hubris of it, right? Yeah. Like you win. So you don't take it as seriously no, as you possibly
1: yeah. until farts. you lose.
6: And, and yeah. you hate that because yeah. again, it's twice. It's a trend. You know, it's not just okay. A one off agreed, but you know, You, it happens in the preseason. You're like, ah, it's the preseason. We'll clean it up. It happens in a game, but you still win. You're kind of like, oh, well, we won. Okay. Now you felt the pain. Now it costs you a game. Yeah. So now you can't brush it off.
1: Do you have a sense how this one plays out? I mean, do you feel like one team is going to fix their woes over the other tonight?
6: I just think that the Browns issues are more fixable. I think that the Steelers have deeper issues have some bigger problems. I think that we've seen the Browns do what they need to do and then not do it. But again, as we're saying, it's sort of fixable. So we know how talented the Browns are. We and lost in all of this, by the way, also, is how well until that last interception Jacoby, Jones, Jacoby, Brissett, sorry, Jacoby Brissett played and the connection that he and Amari Cooper had. And this is now two games in a row that Amari Cooper has been uncoverable. I mean, you just can't cover him. Right. So... I think all of that bodes well for the Browns. The only caveat with the Steelers is Mike Tomlin. The Steelers come up with, I mean, look, the Steelers didn't play run defense worth two cents all of last year. They had one game in Cleveland that their run defense needed to show up, and it did. And I get it. Nick Chubb was coming off injury. He wasn't 100%. But the Steelers played a black and blue game when they needed to play a black and blue game last year and they beat the Browns when arguably they had no business beating the Browns. So I think that that's just sort of the idea of a rivalry game. That's what the AFC North is. It takes me all those years back to when the Steelers needed a win in Baltimore to make the playoffs. The Ravens were like a three-win team, and Ryan Mallett and the Ravens beat the Steelers. That's what the AFC North is. So I think all signs say that the Browns right now are a better team, that the Browns are at home, that the Browns have this major moment to rectify what happened on Sunday. The Browns, in theory, should be favored in this game. But this is what the AFC North is. This is what the Steelers are. This is what a rivalry is.
1: Yeah, you're right. And
0: to your point, the the Steelers have won 60% of their AFC North games that they were an underdog in. 60% of them that they were an underdog since yeah. 2007. So
1: That's what Tomlin does.
0: Yeah. Aditi, thank I, you. I,
6: again, it's certain, you know, it's um, like go back to that Ravens game on Sunday where they lose a lead, where they just kind of fall apart. Oh. And that to me was so jarring because I can't tell you another time that a John Harbaugh team did that. You know, like, it's just the nature of the Ravens. Sometimes the Ravens don't have enough bodies. Sometimes the Ravens just aren't good enough. But the Ravens don't fall flat. The Ravens don't just fall apart. That is out of character for the Ravens. Similarly, when I think of the Steelers' character... They fight. They fight mm-hmm. in AFC North games. Unfortunately, now, true. They're completely wow. totally what's a, flat. What's our
0: character? F the Ravens, F the Steelers. Can we say that? Yes.
6: <laughs> you just did. Do you say that about the Bengals or you don't say that no, about the Bengals? No, I'm a Bengals fan. Why would I say
0: that about the Bengals? <laughs>
6: <laughs> All right, fair. No. So know, if the Ravens no, don't I think quit, the Browns are trying Jay, I think that's a really good point. I think the Browns are really trying to forge their character and show who yeah. they are. Right. Cuz we I don't know. And I think that what they did Sunday yeah. is the character they're trying to shock.
1: Yes, They're trying I, I, to
6: shock that old same old Browns. Yeah.
1: And they uh, sadly embraced it. Hopefully uh, that's a one-off. Mm-hmm. Aditi, thank you very much. Thanks, Aditi. Uh, enjoy the game. And My we will pleasure, see, guys. We'll see you soon. Who
6: am I going to see tonight? Who's going to be on the field?
1: I'll be there. I'll be Anybody? in the press box. Yeah, I'm,
4: the
0: I,
1: I always watch from the comfort of home. It's too good to watch at home. <laughs> We're doing our post-game show
0: tonight. Everybody check it out. Two-minute warning tonight. G, Mikey McNuggets, me, and Jeff Lloyd will be on tonight at the two-minute warning. Hopefully Mikey McNuggets won't jinx the game tonight.
1: Yeah no 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 calling it until it's uh until, until it's, it's official. Over, I promise. no more doing premature decisions. thank
0: you thanks aditi
1: thanks aditi um bye guys i,
6: you know, Have fun. I, I think
1: that-